Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for March 6, 2022. It is the first week in Lent. We are pleased to announce that we are reopening for in-person services. So if you're in the area, please come in person. We would love to see you. Masks are optional at this time. Join us in our call to worship. Jesus went to the mountaintop to pray. Jesus went into the city to heal. Jesus walked to Samaria to extend love. Jesus went to the water's edge to teach. Jesus went to places of peace and connection, but Jesus also went to the wilderness. There is nowhere we can go that God does not walk with us. We are in God's house. Let us worship holy God. pray. Holy God, when we think that expansive life is about power, teach us a new way. Gracious Creator, when we think that expansive life is about material wealth, teach us a new way. Gracious Author, when we think that expansive life is about control, teach us a new way. Teach us to live as you live. Teach us to love as you love. Forgive us when we don't. 
Gratefully we pray. Amen. Join me in prayer. God of the future years, we pray for all the family upon earth and for every good agency of world cooperation, that it may grow in usefulness and power, that nations may vie with each other in the service of man and not in seeking dominion, Father, we pray thee that science may ever be the servant of life and never the ally of death, Father, we pray thee, that the treasure now spent on the weapons of war may be used for the arts of peace, Father, we pray thee, that thy people may rejoice to endure hardness to win not a war but thy kingdom, Father, we pray thee that we may so love our country that we also love the whole family of nations. Father, we pray thee. That ancient enmities may pass away and that thou wilt make all things new through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal Father, unto thee we commit ourselves. Use even us with our ignorance and frailty to accomplish thy holy will. And hasten the day when all shall dwell together in mutual helpfulness and love. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Our scripture today is Luke 4, 1 through 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, all will be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Frederick Beekner says, After being baptized by John in the River Jordan, Jesus went off alone into the wilderness where he spent forty days asking himself the question, what it meant to be Jesus. All that time, reads the book of Luke, Jesus was tempted by the devil. We can be sure that the devil, despite all his efforts, did not win the contest. Why? Because, as we read in Luke 4.1, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was full to the brim with God, even in the desert. The devil tries to seduce Jesus with the temptation of bread when he was hungry, the glory and power of all the world's leaders, and the promise of rescue, hinting that God is not quite trustworthy. All Jesus had to do in return was to worship Satan. But it doesn't much matter what the temptations were. They could have been something else. And maybe Satan did throw other temptations at Jesus during those 40 days in the desert, and only these were recorded. What matters is not what the temptations were. The point is that what Satan was trying to do was to undermine Jesus' relationship with God. Satan tries to erode Jesus' confidence in his relationship with God to undercut Jesus' identity as the Son of God. But Jesus does not fall for the devil's transparent ploy. When the devil tempted him with bread, Jesus answers with an affirmation of his trust in God. When the devil offers him all the power and glory of the Caesars and kings, if only Jesus would worship him, Jesus affirms that only God is to be worshipped. 
Last, the devil hints that God is not trustworthy and tries to goad Jesus into testing the relationship. But Jesus needs no such test. Jesus refuses. In each case, the devil seeks to erode Jesus' confidence in both God and himself. He tries to cause Jesus to doubt that he is beloved of God. Each time, however, Jesus reaffirms through the sacred story of Israel that he is loved, he is chosen, and that he is of infinite worth in the eyes of God. Brothers and sisters, the devil has never stopped tempting. More often now, those temptations take the form of television advertising or political campaigns. We did not know what we needed until the television showed us our inadequacies. Messages from political candidates stoke our insecurities and fears. Terrorism, immigrants, corporations, joblessness, low wages, high taxes, the wealthy, the poor. Depending on the candidate's message, the target shifts, but the message is the same. You should be afraid because you are inadequate and because the God you believe in is not capable of being trusted. Elect me and I will keep you safe. Might we be able to focus our eyes on the cross long enough to resist these temptations? Can we trust God's infinite love for us enough to realize that there is really nothing else we need? God loves us. God will keep loving us no matter what. For this reason alone, we are enough. Poet and artist Jan Richardson approaches this story this way. If we back up a bit in Luke, if we turn around, hang a left at the genealogy, and take a look at Luke 3, 21 and 22, we will be able to enter this week's test with the same knowledge that Jesus had, that when he went into the desert, he went with the baptismal waters of the Jordan still clinging to him, and with the name Beloved ringing in his ears. How else to enter into the forty-day place that lay ahead of him? How else to cross into the wilderness where he would have no food, no community, nothing that was familiar to him, and to top it off would have to wrestle with the devil? How else but to go into that landscape with the knowledge of his own name, Beloved? In this first week of Lent, as we turn our faces toward whatever this 40-day place holds for us, we would do well to have that name echoing in our own ears, to enter into the terrain of this season with the knowledge that we too are the beloved of God. As we cross with Christ into the landscape of Lent and into the mystery that lies ahead of us, May we know at least this about ourselves, that our name, too, is Beloved. Beloved is where we begin. If you would enter into the wilderness, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are, Beloved, 
named by the one who has traveled this path before you. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears, and if you find it is hard to let it into your heart, do not despair. That is what this journey is for. I cannot promise this blessing will free you from danger, from fear, from hunger or thirst, from the scorching of sun or the fall of the night. But I can tell you that on this path there will be help. I can tell you that on this way there will be rest. I can tell you that you will know the strange graces that come to our aid only on a road such as this that fly to meet us, bearing comfort and strength, that come alongside us for no other cause than to lean themselves toward our ear and with their curious insistence whisper our name, Beloved, Beloved, Beloved. Receive the benediction. As you leave this place, may you be awestruck by the beauty of this world. May you laugh and may it be contagious. May you overflow with love for those around you. May you be effusive with hope and quick to point out joy. And in all of your living and breathing and being, may you find yourself full to the brim with God's Holy Spirit, and may it change your life. In the name of the lover, the beloved, and love itself, go in peace, full to the brim. Amen.